Welcome to Rising Stars, where Miriam Knight, publisher of New Consciousness Review, interviews exciting new voices in the world of progressive and transformational books, films, and ideas who offer intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us as we celebrate the conscious awakening and explore many expressions of consciousness in action. Welcome, everyone, to the Rising Stars Show. I'm Miriam Knight, the publisher of New Consciousness Review, where we review many of the books and films contributing to the global shift in consciousness. For the past five years on NCR Radio, I've been interviewing one author or filmmaker a week. Now, with the pace of awakening speeding up, here on Rising Stars, I can bring you two or three authors each show, especially indie authors who might not have had as many opportunities to be heard. While you may res not resonate with all of the messages, I believe that you will find some gems among them that add a few pieces to the puzzle of who we are and all we can become. Now I'm very delighted to welcome our first guest, Elaine Lockhart. Elaine is a master intuitive healer, spiritual and executive coach, and empowerment expert, better known as the confidence and credibility alchemist and the supreme resourceress. She has learned through 40 years of experience and training that complete knowledge of self is the key to all successful transformation and healing. Her passion is to help others know, access, and use their innate powers to heal themselves and their lives and to break free of their spiritual closet to easily share their true self with the world getting the respect and recognition that they deserve. Elaine is also the author of 21 Ways to Ease Foot Pain, based on the information she has gathered on her personal healing journey. Welcome, Elaine. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a delight to have you. Now, I am particularly intrigued by your title of Supreme Resourceress. <laughs> Tell me what that means and how you got it. Well, it was given to me by a colleague. Um, one of the earliest manifestations of my intuitive gifts was to be in the right place at the right time to gather a piece of information that either I or someone else may have already let me know that they need or or needed or that I needed or within usually sometimes hours, if not a couple of days, needed that information. And so I was always helping people in this way throughout my whole life and just didn't realize that it was intuition until later on. And so that has helped very much in my coaching practice because not only am I able to uh, give a lot of resources and information that I've gathered through my uh, years to people, but I also I've had a, an expansion of my intuitive gifts, where I now am able to get uh, from spirit, from the universe, uh, explanations and, under, and give understandings to people when they're having uh, certain experiences with their gifts that they don't understand what's going on. I just know. Uh, I don't know how I know. I just know, <laughs> and well, I'm able to explain it to them. How did these intuitive gifts awaken in you, and, and what have you been doing to expand them? 
I have been training seriously since 1985, taking many, many classes, earning many certifications to uh, build my gifts and develop them. Uh, How they came to be, I don't know. They were just always there. I don't even know when they started other than this information gathering or resourcers type of a situation. And since I've become a coach, it's been like the floodgates have opened uh, one thing after another in terms of personal transformation and development and things occurring. It's it's been quite amazing, the experience. You know, it's interesting. You you talk about being the confidence and credibility alchemist. And I think that that transformation of developing confidence in yourself and having the belief um, that this is real is, you know, m- way more than half the battle. Would you agree? Oh, I would most certainly agree. Yes, most definitely. Hmm. And that particular title was given to me by some former girlfriends that uh, I helped uh, before I even knew what coaching was. It's just something I naturally did. And they said that's what they did. I did for them in their businesses and in their lives. So what kinds of issues do people bring to you for your coaching help? I run across, I work with spirited entrepreneurs, light workers, and healers. So I run across a lot of individuals that uh, have intuitive gifts. They don't understand them. They've grown up over the last sometimes 50, 60 years, depending on their age, and they've been told to shut them down, to not use them. They're wrong. They're evil. Uh, you know, be seen, not heard. All kinds of different things. Bullied. A lot of things have happened to them. And that's what I call being trapped in a spiritual closet. They've had all of this stuff aimed at them. And it's kept them locked in place. Locked in this closet where they can't use or are afraid to use their natural gifts that they've been given. And being able to know and use everything that you are. That's your power. That's your personal power. That's where your confidence and your courage and your your expertise comes from. And if you have a part of yourself like that locked away that's so very, very important, then you can't live a life that you want in the way you want to do it or be as successful as you want to be in any business that you have. You're, you're totally shutting off your greatest asset. Give us an example of how someone uh, opened up to their gifts and what impact that had on their life. Okay, I'll go back to one of my original girlfriends that I originally helped before I even knew what I was doing. Um, They were in a therapeutic type uh, alternative medicine, uh, medical business, and they wanted to be able to use their intuitive gifts more with their clients. They, they felt uncomfortable putting it out there, so to speak. And they also wanted to be able to voice their beliefs more with their husband and their family and friends. And they were just terrified. They were afraid. Well, one thing that they didn't realize is they already were using the gifts more than they realized. I 
I knew, and it was very obvious to me that they were as sensitive and intuitive, but they couldn't see it because it's something that was so natural to them they didn't realize they were doing it. So by their interaction and helping them to understand more about what was going on and giving them some encouragement to you know try a few things, you don't have to put your heart out on your sleeve with everybody. You can say things certain ways and kind of feel people out mm-hmm. to see just how far you can go. And through working with them and talking with them and giving some little tips and techniques that I'd learned along the way. They, uh, they, they came out of the closet. Their business took off. It, it, it doubled the next year. They, they were turning people away because they didn't have appointments on the calendar. And they developed a whole new different relationship with their family, which was quite nice to see. Mm. So basically you're holding up a mirror to them and showing them, what they really are. Um, Is that a common uh, theme in what you do? Yes, it's a very common theme because we don't always know what we really know because it's second nature to us. You know, we don't have that capacity to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes so that we have that internal guide to to compare ourselves to other people we have to rely on either what we see or what we're told which is often very subjective and doesn't even apply to ourselves so you really need to learn who you are that's where that knowledge of self comes in you have to know what you can do you have to know your biology you know, do you have any food allergies and things of that sort? You have to know your stamina. You have to know your likes and your dislikes, your strengths and weaknesses. All of this is part of your power. All of, all this is part, as I said, your greatest asset. And if you're an entrepreneur, well, you are your business. And if anything happens mm-hmm. to you, no matter what it is, internally, externally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, it affects your business. It sure does. Um, so how do you, uh, get them to turn that switch of belief? They have to understand first. Uh, they have to know that they're not the only one going through this. I can't tell you how many people say, well, I always thought that I was the only one experiencing this. There isn't anything that anybody has experienced that someone else hasn't at some point. Um, and they need to understand that they need to they need to know themselves first and then from there they have to accept that okay these are the cards that you're dealt work with what you've got focus on what you've got and strengthen that and turn that into a belief and confidence within you and then above all you got to act on it I see so many people that learn and know and constantly are taking classes and stuff, but they never implement and put anything into action. Well, if they don't put things into action, then they will never get confirmation from the world out there. Exactly. That's that's really part of the, the big secret is getting out there, trying it, you know, testing it seeing what happens. And I know many very experienced intuitives who are still looking for confirmation because it is a weird world. It's it's not within our frame of reference um, and that that we normally are taught. 
And so we have to step out, test it like, like metaphysical scientists. So it, it's really, really a fascinating thing and a great service that you're doing to help people develop this connection with their intuitive self. Well, Elaine, we're going to be taking a short break. We are speaking with Elaine Lockhart, the supreme resorceress. Stay with us and we'll be right back. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Imagine receiving healing, vibration-raising energy as you listen to the radio. Energy that flows effortlessly to you. Imagine exploring all things metaphysical, sharing in an ongoing adventure. Join me, Karen Smoot, along with my co-hosts, Lisa Victorson and Wendy Weber, for Immersion into Source, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Ohm Radio. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Welcome to the gathering around my kitchen table on Equilarium FM, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join my guests as we integrate spirituality into everyday reality with vibrant conversations, inspired interviews, and my latest channeled guidance to inspire and brighten your day. I'm Claire Johnson, and together we'll be raising vibrations across the nations. Bringing you the best of the conscious minds in the world. Ohm Times Radio, your conscious lifestyle on steroids. And we are back with Elaine Lockhart uh, talking about her work as a confidence and credibility alchemist and supreme resourceress. Now, Elaine, in your work, you've also uh, developed an insight into healing. You you went on your own uh, journey to heal yourself, and you came out with some very interesting insights. Tell us about that. Well, I came from a family with a mother that uh, was stricken with polio when I was 11 months old. And so I grew up with her in a wheelchair all the time. And uh, she was my hero because she never let anything keep her from accomplishing whatever she set out to do. Um, very strong-willed woman and, and compassionate at the same time. So as I went, have gone through my decades of life, uh, I've also developed some physical challenges, not as that extreme, thank goodness, but I work with them daily and um, I've gathered a lot of information there. Again, my resource was kicking in. Um, 
I've gathered a lot of information over the years and I freely give that to people um, to help them whenever I run across someone that could use something that I've been through before or an experience or, uh, or a piece of information that may be of assistance to them. Now, an example of the information that you've gathered, uh, you put into a book. Uh, tell us about that. When I became a coach back in 2009, of course, it's a big thing. Write a book, write a book. That's your business card. Well, English composition was my worst subject in school. <laughs> I never really cared too much for writing, and uh, I've developed more and more of a liking for it through the years. But uh, I thought, you know, what can I write about? And so to me, it was to write about something that I knew. And it was a sort of a first effort to really kind of cut my teeth. And uh, I've dealt with some foot problems for 20 years and something I knew very, very well. So I said, okay, let me put this out there and maybe I can save uh, someone else some time, effort, and certainly money in their search to get some comfort for their foot pain. And that's how I came up with the book, 21 Ways to Ease Foot Pain. So would you say that this book is intuitively inspired or is it more in the physical world? Um, I'd say more in the physical world because it's a practical reference guide with a lot of practical information because I, I tend to be a very practical person. I may, may be spiritual, but I'm also very practical. Uh, intuitively inspired, I'd say probably so in that I came up with the idea to do it. And when I did, a lot of aspects of the logistics of creating it kind of fell into place. So yes, I think there was some intuitive inspiration there, but it's a very practical book. So it it um, is called 21 Ways to Heal Foot Pain? 21 Ways to Ease Foot Pain. Ease Foot Pain. And it's available where? On Amazon Kindle. And do you have a website while we're at it? Yes, my website is elainelockard.com. That's E-L-A-I-N-E-L-O-C-K-A-R-D.com. And there is a uh, tab on there that people can access the book and go directly to Amazon to check it out. Okay, great. So getting back to the spiritual closet that we were talking about earlier, what is the ubiquity. How many people do you think are actually in a spiritual closet and how do they go about breaking free from it? I would say everybody at some point in their life are in a, is in a spiritual closet because I've not run across anybody actually that wasn't at some point uh, because of it, just life does that to you. That's the way our humanity is set up. We're, we're set up to criticize and, and not understand or misunderstand. And those sets up, they set up a lot of dynamics within us. Now, realizing what caused this closet to appear and then doing the internal work and development to overcome or transform whatever the causes and core issues are is the way to get out of it. And I provide that 
outside objective viewpoint so that people don't get so stuck in those fears and doubts that come from misperceptions or misunderstandings or things that were aimed at them lots of times when they were children and didn't know what was going on, took things for for what they appeared to be rather than what they really were. I remember hearing a wonderful talk by Julia Cameron at the New Age Trade Show, and she was saying, get over it, people. Paranormal is the new normal. Exactly. Exactly. This is the time of transformation. Um, You know, when I I was born in 55, I'm 59 years old. I'll be 60 in October. And I've grown up through a lot of civil rights movements and everything else. And I have never had a time in my life that being intuitive and being sensitive and having that be accepted uh, is, is more prevalent now than ever before. If a person feels that they're intuitive and have some gifts and they want to use them, they want to know how to, they want to get past all the judgments that they've had in their life, this is the time to do it because people get it. Um, it used to be that mainstream Christian individuals never uh, associated with psychics or intuitive people and vice versa because they didn't understand one another. That's no longer the case. I mean, Christian people are just as intuitive and are just as open-minded and now, and everything's crossing over. It's all blending together, and it's wonderful to see. Well, heavens, some of the greatest mystics in the world were Christians. Exactly. St. Teresa, Thomas Burton. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Absolutely. You can't get any higher than that. (laughs) In the Wall Street Journal... Um, saying that in a uh, survey of top business executives around the world, more than 50% of them admitted using their intuition, their intuitive gifts when making decisions. Mm -hmm. This is such an important asset to develop, and everybody has it. Everybody does, and my particular belief is that it came through our evolutionary development of where we developed from lower animal forms, and they naturally had instincts that guided them without them having to put any conscious thought to it. Those instincts, when we developed our brains, kind of got put to one side because our minds took over. Our egos and all of that took over. And so we still have those instincts, but it's our intuition is what they've developed into. And that we really can connect with all of the energy around us, the nature energies, the universal energies. You know, all of that energy intermingles and is one. one. It's just some can do it better than others. In your work with your clients, what is the most important tip that you give them for developing their intuition? Understand it. Know it. It all starts there. If you Say if you have a new computer, how can you make it work for you if you don't read the manual or follow the directions to even know how to turn it on? If you don't know something, if you don't understand it, then it can't work for you. So um, what 
understanding are you are you giving them? Um, what is the pr- perspective or perception? A lot of the people that I work with don't understand their intuition. They don't understand how to use it. They don't understand what it means. They don't understand how they're getting the information. Um, they don't, they just are so turned off to it based on everything else that they've been through that they just have no comprehension of the, the scope of what they can do. No so how do you explain it to them? I try to explain a lot of things through analogy because it seems to resonate with people more so that they can understand it. And I teach them different tips and techniques to develop it and to access it more so that they can appreciate it. And can you give our listeners one tip or technique to take home? Yes, I'll give you a little practical exercise. It's really, really cool. Um, Using your intuition, look at a rosebud. And you want a live rosebud, not an artificial one. And actually see yourself merging with the rosebud, becoming the rosebud. You are it. And just use your five senses, your touch, your taste, your smell, your hearing. Use all of those to really become fully aware of what it means to be that rosebud. This awareness opens up all of your senses as well as your sixth sense and can stimulate that intuition within you because you're gathering information from all points. You're not cutting anything off. You're using everything that is you to understand it. I think the point to emphasize here is that just as Elaine had to put the time in to go to workshops and to develop her intuition, um, she's opening that out to, to the world and saying, this is a tool for you, but you have to do the work to develop it. You have to read the manual. You have to learn it. So that's a, a really important message, Elaine. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And can you do you have a message to leave with our readers? One little nugget? Our listeners, of course. Yes. Courage and confidence comes from hope. Hope comes from trust and faith. Take the take that one little step to have just enough trust and faith, to have enough hope that you can light that flame and take the step forward to you, to who you really are. I love that. Thank you, Elaine Lockard. Uh, and your website is elainelockard.com. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for being with us, Elaine. And do Thank stay you. tuned, everyone. We'll be back after these messages. Feed your soul with waves of consciousness on Ohm Times Radio. Hi, my name is Monica and I'm the host of Co-Creating Now. Give yourself an opportunity to connect with your all-knowing higher self and manifest joy, love and peace together every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern.
Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. OM Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single OM Times endeavor. Host your show with OM Times Radio Network. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. If you remember living fearlessly, joyfully, and in a world filled with adventure, happiness, pleasure, and unbridled living, then this show is for you. Join me, Dame Nicole Brandon, as I bring you the world's top experts in wealth, creativity, flow, seat edging technology, space, wellness, health, love, lust, and passion, all merging together each week here at the Hub of Happiness. Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Passionate Living, where you can ride on the magic carpet ride of living and learn how to lead a passionately wild, exciting, and outrageously amazing life. Bringing a more conscious lifestyle to your world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. And we are back with our next guest, Christy Jenkins. Welcome, Christy. Hi. Hi there. Now listen, Christy is the author and illustrator of numerous publications for both children and adults. She's a professional information specialist and an artist with degrees in library science, music, web design, and applied technology. She also has a strong academic background in human behavior. Now, Christy has also served as a professional reviewer of children's Spanish language material, and her writings ask that we find greater compassion, humor, and acceptance of life. Since 2011, Christy has also been a channel of Gaia. The messages are published monthly in the Sedona Journal of Emergence and are also available on Christie's blog. So, Christy, tell us about this conversion to becoming a channel. How did that happen? Um, I had gone through a lot of um, just introspection and had looked at a number of different uh, life views and it came to the point where I had... Um, basically just decided to be to be of service to all that is and then after I made that commitment then I started hearing um, I could hear much more easily than I had, than I'd heard before and Gaia approached me and asked me if I would be willing to to channel her and when she did I I was a little bit reluctant and I asked her well what what would that mean if I do that and I heard and also felt a very strong loving message with that that told me that my life would um, never be the same uh, from that point on. And so I, I agreed to do that um, 
for her and with her. And it's been a wonderful experience. That was a real shift from your upbringing as a five-generation Mormon. Um, tell us how you made that kind of internal spiritual transition. Ah, it was a rough one, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> it, but it was also a natural part of my journey. I left the Mormon Church ultimately because I trusted my soul's higher wisdom. And at the time, it was one of the most terrifying and stressful things that I had ever done my, done in my life because I was still afraid that I was going against what I had been taught and there was some truth to what I was taught. Um, the religion promised that if I kept the commandments and followed multiple rules, that I would be happy. And after serving a full-time mission for the church and working my tail off uh, to do my church jobs and to be a good Mormon, I took a realistic inventory of my life and I realized that I wasn't happy. And um, the unrest continued to uh, to uh, grow, and um, but I was determined to stick it out. And after I started to take some um, classes in library school about the controversial uh, literature of Mormonism, I saw that there were a lot of discrepancies between what really happened in the early days of the church and what had um, what was being taught as the current um, uh, thing. That I'm not saying the mm -hmm. the, the current. Um, Orthodoxy. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and so what happened to change all of that was that um, on the south end of campus, there's a nature park with a small stream running through it. And it was a place that I just loved to go and just kind of do like a, a meditation on my way home from class. And on that particular day, I was having a really bad self-esteem moment. And I stood under a fir tree and threw out the rhetorical question to God, which I did frequently. And I didn't expect an answer at all. And to my surprise, when I posed the question, I felt a wave. Of, <laughs> I felt a wave of warm energy enter my crown, and it filled my entire body with a, with a loving energy, where I knew that every bit of me was loved unconditionally and without measure. And I heard the words, "Because you are good," and I marvelled over and reflected on that communication for years after the fact. And I could look at that communication from my soul's highest wisdom as the turning in my life. And the turning point of life, and it set me on the course to seeking greater awareness. And so that just having that um, communication that I was loved unconditionally set the framework for me to be able to let go of all this cognition from before and and to move forward. Um, and there was uh, another incident shortly after that where I was actually working as a uh, volunteer at the Utah State Mental Hospital and accompanying. Um, Mormon patients to services and I was meditating before the service began and felt that same wonderful loving energy come through me and heard the communication that I would be happier outside of the church. And so from that point on, I decided to follow that knowing that it was the communication from my soul's highest wisdom and, um, and haven't looked back. Isn't it astonishing that so many religions are built on the notion of guilt and sin and you're not good enough and you 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 know you will displease god and the antithesis is what everyone who is awakening now is feeling that we are loved unconditionally that we are perfect as we are that we have to accept ourselves now you you actually wrote a book about letting go of religious guilt and fear tell us about that Okay, I will do that. When I left the church, I read a lot of books trying to find some answers, 
And I was so afraid that I could be wrong and was throwing my, my life away. And yet I also put a blind, blind trust um, in my soul. And I muddled my way through the many doubts and fears I had back then. I wanted to experience life without any religious bias. So I adopted an atheist view for a while and then experienced or just experimented with a lot of different um, worldviews. Um, and then after I'd gone through all of those, I decided again to open up and to be of service to all that is and to see where that took me. To, in answer to your question, when I first left the church, the books that I read were often one-sided and quite angry, and I wanted a more gentle approach that respected people's universal right to believe as they wish as part of their soul's highest wisdom. When you can look at life from that perspective, it doesn't really matter what a person believes in this life because they are right where they need to be to learn the lessons from their, uh, that their soul is helping them to learn. Otherwise, they would have made different choices and be in a different place. And it's silly to point a finger at another person and say you're wrong when really we are all on this earth together learning similar lessons on our, in our own way, but in different cultural environments. I wanted a book that gave hands-on tools to people to understand how the brain works and to take a look at the other side of Christian history, but to also allow the respect that everyone deserves in living life however they choose to live it. I couldn't find a book out there that did that, so I decided to write one hoping that it might help some people. So my book is not angry at all, and it does not assume that what I have to say is the only way to see life, and that's far from it. The book asks that people live compassionately in their pursuit of their own authentic truth, whatever that might be. The book also offers tips on how to maintain a loving and self-empowered and compassionate focus, especially when family members may not be so loving, or during holidays, which can be particularly difficult for those who have stepped away from the Christian faith. Mm, yeah, yeah. Do you think that the book will appeal to people who have left other mainstream Christian churches? Um, yes, I do. And let me tell you the reason why. Um, I debated about disclosing that element exactly because it might influence people to not read the book. As a note, Mormons do believe in Jesus as their Savior. They just flavor him a, a bit differently. But religious differences are left for another venue, and I don't discuss them at all in my book. However, the reason that this book does appeal to people who are not Mormons, is because it addresses the strong and often overwhelming emotions that well up when we let go of a belief system. The human brain likes safety and predictability, and to suddenly disrupt the very idea that have um, filled on one's worldview can be very disruptive to one's cognitive function, and also it increases stress. This book discusses how the brain learns using research-based evidence from neuroscience, and it has only been like in the last 15 years or so where brain imaging has allowed scientists to see what parts of the brain light up when people think. It's a fascinating subject and is offering answers to why we do things the way we do. Religions have been very good at taking what happens naturally in the brain and um, as natural human development and then ascribing it to God, when in reality our bi biology in our formative years, at least, is primarily determines our beliefs. For example, our, our, our churches may have taught us that because God blesses Christians more than other people, that we are privileged to have been raised in the Christian faith. Brain research does not um, support this logic so much. Our brains are like sponges, especially in our formative years, that absorb the beliefs found in our families and communities. Additionally, our brains predispose us to see ourselves and our groups as right and more deserving of life's favor than those who really do not believe like us. Yeah. 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 
And in fact, uh, the, the, the marvelous Dr. Bruce Lipton has written a book, uh, years ago called The Biology of Belief. And it's not just during our formative years that our beliefs influence our biology. It's throughout our lives. There's the whole science of epigenetics that you're hinting at, uh, in what you were just discussing. Tell us the name of your book. Christy? Um, it's called Closing the Chapel Door is a Guide to Letting Go of Religious Guilt and Fear. And is that available on Amazon? Yes. Um, and tell us uh, your website if people want to follow up on you. Um, it, I've got a number of them. Um, my portfolio site is uh, christyjenkins.com, C-R-I-S-T-I-J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Um, and then... I have another one. It's uh, christyjenkinsauthor.com. I think, you know, I, I wasn't prepared to, to give you the, the website address on this. Well, um, how would you like people to follow you? You do have a blog, your, your Gaia channel blog. Is yeah. that a good URL to give? Um, yes. It's uh, www. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's either the words of Gaia or, or I think it's words of Gaia. You know, I just, I'm Do sorry. you have a link to it from your, your main website? Um, <laughs> and if I, not, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can stick it on there. It probably would be a good idea. So again, what is your main website? You know what? I found it here. Uh, the, the website that where my blog is, it's christyjenkinswritings.wordpress.com. So it's C-R-I-S-T-I-J-E-N-K-I-N-S, writings, W-R-I-T-I-N-G-S dot wordpress.com. And that, that's where I do the most, um, where I have the most activity uh-huh. on there. Yeah. Great. And uh, do you have uh, any other books besides, uh, what was it called? Uh, the ch- uh, closing the chapel doors, right? Yes, um, I do. I've I've got a number of them. I've got one that's called. Are, are they on your website? Uh, yes, yes. Great. Okay. Well, Christy Jenkins, author of Closing the Chapel Doors. Thank you so much for being with us today, Christy. Thank you. I appreciate. It. And please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with our last guest of the day. The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Hi, this is Sylvia Henderson, intuitive life coach and energy healer. Are you ready to elevate and rise way above your normal? Be sure to listen to my show, Intuitive Transformations, on Own Times Radio, Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. Get the inspiration you need to transform your life. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. As difficult as it is to believe, there are places in Africa where human traffickers sell albino children and their body parts for use in magic rituals. Humanity Healing International is actively working in Uganda to change this paradigm. 
The Albino Rescue Project finds albino children who are at risk and places them in safe schools and environments where they can learn and grow free from fear. To learn more or to sponsor a child, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. What if living didn't have to be so serious? What if you could move beyond your problems with greater confidence and ease than you've ever imagined? Throw your labels out the window and join the irreverent therapist for practical tips and a very different way of approaching the changes you would like to create. Marilyn Bradford and Pam Hodling have empowered hundreds of people to come out of self-judgment, quit looking to experts, and begin to create the lives they desire. Join us Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on The Irreverent Therapist Show. The future of Internet radio is here. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. I have our last guest of the day, Mickey Jacobs, with us. Mickey is a psychic, medium, and spiritual teacher who was born in Israel. She's the author of Soul Secrets, a spiritual guidebook to your team, angels, spirit guides, and departed loved ones. The book complements her classes that cover her unique spiritual concept of the team, a group of spirits that surrounds each of us throughout our earthly journey. The team is made up of the archangels, guardian angels, spirit guides, and a departed loved one. In her work as a psychic medium, Mickey has given hundreds of readings to clients around the world. She also presents workshops, lectures, and group readings in the U.S. and Israel, and her website is mickeyjacobs.com. Welcome, Mickey. Thank you, Miriam. Thanks for inviting me. It's lovely being here. Well, I really enjoyed looking through your book, Soul Secrets. I find that the concept of the team is quite intriguing. Tell us about that. Sure. You know, when I start a channeling spirit, which was later in life, I was in my early, early 30s, uh, I first channeled the Archangel Michael, and then I got introduced by spirit guides and my two guardian angels. And as I kind of start, you know, working with people, I realized that when they come to me, um, they kind of have their own same type of group of spirits. So over the years, uh, I, you know, teach people the lovely concept that we all have that same type of, you know, meaning the amount can vary, but we all have guardian angel, archangel, spirit guide, departed. And it's so lovely, Miriam, because each one have their own unique purpose in our life, meaning they help us in completely different ways. And, you know, planet Earth is so harsh, we lonely at time and scattered and I just decided to call them a team, which is kind of cute and catchy because people now call me, can I check with my team? (laughs) (laughs) So I just kind of stick with the name, the team. And yeah, so essentially it's mean that when we arrive to this planet to incarnate into a physical body, we have that team of group of spirit that never, ever leave us. Well, you know, so many people in Western society, in the world, feel alone and abandoned, feel that they are facing their problems with, with no help from anywhere. So the, the idea of there being a team there, um, can be very difficult for them to accept. How do you 
actually get in contact? How do you get to believing that you do have this team available to you? Sure. You know, first I tell people is you need to be open to the concept of spirits, of course. If your mind is closed and think too much, which we often do as a species, then it doesn't, you know, I, I can teach from now until 2017. And if the mind closed, no, you know, we are alone. Or perhaps sometimes mixed with rigid beliefs of, of religion. So first and foremost, stay open to the concept of the continuation of the soul behind the death of the physical body, that indeed this is just a school-like planet. We come here for whatever amount of years we need to grow and then go back home to the spirit world. So first and foremost is to be open. Once we open to the concept of spirits and more specifically to the team, then easier to recognize signs that are everywhere, Miriam, because frankly, spirits are desperate to get a hold of us or be known to us or, or present themselves to us more than we to them. So once we open to the concept, then we can recognize there's so many beautiful signs, obvious signs that each one of our team member give us. Now, other than that, of course, we cannot just say I believe in spirit and okay, where are my signs? You know, that's why I wrote the book, because I taught myself how to channel later in life. First of all, the lesson is that if I do it, Miriam can do it, and all people can do it. I know that sometimes people are debate that concept, because I have colleague mediums that say, no, you got a bone with it, you know. No, we all have the higher self, the soul within the body. We can sharpen that sixth sense, the intuition, which is a system in which we can use to communicate with spirits. Obviously, we want to want to do it. A lot of people are not interested in doing it. But when you open to the concept, want to do it, respect spirits, love the creator, first and foremost, of course. Then you have to work on your mind, body, spirit in a nutshell. When I did, you know, I kind of came up with a teaching technique that if you use it as a checklist, meaning the mind, you got to work on your ego or the negative part of the mind. Obviously, if you want to, you know, communicate with spirits, you have to operate on a somewhat um, you know, a little bit higher vibrational energy and ego is very negative. If you have a drama all day and anger and weaknesses you don't work on, and then obviously it would be very difficult to kind of raise yourself up, if you will, energetically. So mind refer to ego, body. The body needs to be balanced and in harmony for the most part. Doesn't mean you have to fix everything, but exercise each right. You know, spirituality have great simplicity. It's not rocket science. Just care for the body. Spirit refer to spirituality. Be open. Educate yourself. Learn. Go to seminar. Learn how to meditate. Meditation is crucial because essentially you are with yourself. You connect to spirit. You pray, which is a form of meditation. So there is a lot of work, spiritual inner work, that is crucial to work on yourself every day. But once you do, Miriam, a whole life open for you. I mean, I cannot tell you Mickey before I started my spiritual path to Mickey after. You know, a lot of people ask me, oh, so, you know, you talk to spirits and you, you have no challenges. Of course not. There are no shortcuts. We are here to learn and grow. But life is easier, smoother, 
because once you believe your team around, then you know things uh, they're softer and, and you look at things different, you know, from perspective of the soul growth and such. So um, it's certainly the, the, the hard work is a w- a well worth the effort. So you can ask them for help in making decisions and you what, you just listen for the signs or look for the signs? You know, Miriam, there are a great amount of universal law that our team do not allow to interfere, and first and foremost is free will. So as I mentioned a few minutes earlier, there are no shortcuts. The decisions are to us to make, including to grow enough spiritually, to learn how to meditate, to quiet the mind, so we can use our intuition, gut feeling, and inner voice, and even direct communication, meaning hearing spirits outside of us. So, yes, you do ask questions, you walk on yourself, and you hear them, you look for signs. Our spirit guide are very, very wise and very creative when it's come on fulfilling our challenges or questions, and they bring signs. Again, it's up to us, Miriam, to first believe, second, walk on ourselves, and, and, and then look. Of course, we cannot be oblivious to their guidance. But once the channel of communication open up or clear, then it's quite fun and very, very obvious. Um, again, I didn't hear spirits outside of me, if you will, or certainly did not see spirits only for the last four years. So prior to that, I use intuition. You know, intuition is, is not just a word. Listen to your intuition, because those gut feeling when you meet someone and you said, you know, I just doesn't know about this person. That's not your mind. That's your guardian angel whispering to your ear. So use those systems, that inner voice that tell you things that you know, call knowingness, if you will. So, yes, question can be asked and the answer will be there. I was amused to see that uh, in your book you say that signs are very f- common at funerals. And I was at a funeral of a friend once where his sister was very boring and going on and on at great length. And suddenly a watch alarm went off and everybody looked around and it was coming <laughs> out of the casket. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, it was wonderful. Oh my God, well, that's a unbelievable, that's a feisty soul, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we often join our own funeral as human souls in a nutshell. So we kind of like to get involved a lot of time. We, us, all of us, you know, most of us kind of mess with the microphone, but that's quite a, <laughs> a creative soul. So that's fantastic. As you said, they can get very creative. <laughs> Mickey, tell us what your website is. How do people find out more about you and your services? Certainly. So you go to MickeyJacobs.com. Mickey is an M-I-K-I-J-A-C-O-B-S. And all the information there to, to my specific how I do readings, because all mediums are different, how I got to, to where I am as a medium. Of course, the book is there available. I do a lot of free things like free webinars that I provide a lot of information and YouTube channel. So everything is there. And I have to obviously credit my husband, Clayton, that created a really easy to operate and navigate website. So basically everything is there. Very good. Well, Mickey, 
Uh, do you have a parting message for our listeners? Um, just to believe in your team, just kind of like contact them. You know, they really, really like it. Angels are childlike beings in a way that they always appreciate when you we buy like chains and picture of them, put it on our you know you know desktop and um, believe in it and do the necessary work, even if you walk to the door a little bit. Meaning, be a little proactive about communicate with them. They'll pick up the slack. And start showing you signs to get you excited. So go for it. I did it. You can do it too. Well, you heard from Mickey, Mickey Jacobs, author of Soul Secrets. MickeyJacobs.com. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Miriam. Thank and, you. And do join me next week to meet more rising stars of the new consciousness. Until then, visit my website, ncreview.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam Knight. Be well and shine your light.